0: Now Jesus did many other things in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing, you may have life in his name. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Can you think about a time in your life when you were afraid? I think for me, one of the scariest times that I've experienced was one time when Matthew and I had our two boys, and we were by the ocean, enjoying this lovely, sunny day, and James, our middle child, was just over a year old, and George was just closer to four, and so James and I, of course, were playing in the sand up on the beach. I was doing my best to try and have him not eat all of the sand, and... Matt, my husband, was holding our older son out in the water as he would laugh when the waves crashed into them. Now I know how windy it was that day, and I know that oceans and the currents in oceans can be very dangerous. And so as I was keeping my eyes on James, I was also glancing up from time to time to make sure Matt and George were in the same spot they had been. And one time when I glanced up, I didn't see them. And my heart began pounding and racing. And so I immediately looked a little bit farther down in the water to see if they had just kind of drifted with the waves. And I still couldn't see any sight of them. And so at that point my heart began to panic. I began to like freeze, not even knowing what to do, how to help call for help. And so I tried to stay focused and I started asking everyone around if they had seen this tall man with this little boy. And of course no one had. Until I finally got to one person who said to me, "Oh yeah, I think they headed up toward the bathrooms down the shore. (sighs) And so I picked up James, and I started running toward the bathrooms. And then as I looked over, there I see my husband and my older son coming up out of the bathrooms. (laughs) And that wave of relief flowed through me, through every part of my bones, when my heart had, like, choked up with inside me, as I had thought about that fear, that fear of losing them, now so thankful at the sight that I saw. Now like I said, that was one of my greatest fears that I've had to experience at this point, and I'm sure you have had a similar situation. It might not have involved an ocean. But any time that you have been worried about someone you love, when they didn't pick up the phone or you didn't exactly know where they were or maybe they were facing a health situation and you start to fear, you start to panic. Maybe it was yourself that you were afraid of. Maybe there was something that you were dealing with and so you feared your own life being in danger. This is the place where the disciples are at in today's story. They've gone through all of the events of Holy Week leading up to Jesus' death. And even though they had gone to the tomb that Easter morning, they still couldn't quite understand or make sense that the stone was rolled away and there was no one there. They couldn't quite believe it or make sense of it. And so, still afraid that what happened to Jesus could be their fate as well, they're gathered together in fear of what might happen. Now, the fear of death probably ranks on our list of greatest things that we're afraid of in life. But there are so many other things that we fear, too, each and every day. Sometimes there are the fears that come from within us. Sometimes there are the fears that people force upon us trying to lead us to believe that we should be afraid of those things. Fears prevent us from being able to see and hear and experience this gift that Christ gives to us. On that first Easter morning when Mary Magdalene went to the tomb, In the midst of her grief, not even able to think, only able to act out, carry out the motions, bring with her these spices that were a part of the custom of what you do when someone died. And so then she gets to the tomb and finds the stone rolled away. She doesn't even know what to think. And she goes back and gets Peter and the beloved disciple who go running to the tomb. And all they find are the heap of linens lying there with no Jesus. And then they go home. They don't even know what to believe, how to make sense of what their eyes are seeing. And so, as Mary Magdalene lingers at the tomb, she sees the man who she assumes must be the gardener. And she says, Look, please, if you've moved his body, just tell me so that I can go and anoint him. And it's when this gardener speaks her name and says, Mary, that she instantly recognizes who he is. He's not the gardener, but it is Jesus himself. And so as she greets him with great joy, she runs back and tells the disciples all that's taking place. And so later that evening, they're there together. They're worshiping. They're still talking, all abuzz with one another, trying to figure out the events of this day. And then in the midst of their fears that it could still happen to them, in the midst of their confusion and disbelief, jesus appears to them and the first things that he says to them is peace be with you can you feel the power in those words especially if you're in a place of great fear and anxiety of great grief deep in your heart Jesus speaks those words and when they recognize who he is and as he tells them how he has now sent them out to continue the work that he has started and that he will give him, give all of them his spirit just like he promised he would. It's the spirit who will guide them and lead them and give them strength, especially in the midst of any fears that they face in the midst of any fears that try to overwhelm them and stop them and prevent them from going out beyond that locked room. He goes on to show them his hands and his side. And then he gives them that incredible gift, the gift of his spirit. Now, it's the kind of thing that you wouldn't even believe unless you had experienced it yourself to feel the power of Christ's peace washing over you, filling every part deep within your soul. But unfortunately, Thomas is not there with them for whatever reason. And so as he hears about all of this throughout that next week, he says, I'm not going to believe you until I see this and hear this and experience this for myself. Can you blame him? He wants to be able to have that same experience that they did. And so you notice the very next week, Jesus comes again, knowing that Thomas will be there this time, knowing what Thomas needs. And so before anyone even knows that he's there, he appears among them. And before Thomas can even say a word, Jesus again speaks those powerful words, peace, Be with you. He knows Thomas needs to see for himself. And so Jesus invites Thomas to be able to put his hand in his side and to be able to touch the very wounds. But notice Thomas doesn't even need to do that. Because in seeing him and in hearing Jesus' words, he's able to proclaim with great joy, My God. Lord, and my God. Now, while we can't physically touch Jesus' wounds this day, all of these signs, all of these stories of the first witnesses have been written down for us so that we may come to believe their testimony, that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, the one who is resurrected, who has given us life. It's the kind of thing that you wouldn't believe unless you had experienced it for yourself. It's the kind of thing that you wouldn't believe unless you had experienced what happens as we are baptized, brought into this family of faith, as we come to Jesus' table to receive this meal of love and forgiveness, as we come to be able to hear Jesus speaking through us through the scriptures, as we come together in community to worship, and to support and encourage one another in this life of faith. And in believing, it moves all of us to walk in faith, to follow Jesus, and to have this life that Jesus makes possible for us all. One last thing to remember. Remember that fear has a way of holding you back, Fear has a way of preventing us from being able to see and hear and experience what Christ gives to us, what Christ makes real for us. And so in the midst of whatever fears weigh on your hearts and your minds this day, may you hear Christ speaking to you. Peace be with you. And may that peace of Christ be what empowers you to put your believing into action as the people of God that we are who live by faith and not driven by our fear. Amen.